Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Elland. It has been estimated that worldwide about one in five people live with chronic pain. And that's one and a half billion people. And as we get older, Corey and I can attest to this, the prevalence of chronic pain increases. And she looks at me and starts laughing. <laughs> it has been, it's been linked to restrictions in daily activity and mobility, dependence on opioids, as well as anxiety and depression. And joining us from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, to tell us her experience with chronic pain and the wonders of cannabis is Donna White. Donna, thanks for doing this. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Now, Donna, tell us the story of when you first began dealing with chronic pain issues. Okay. Um, in 1990, I started to work for home care in Vernon, in BC, and I got a job looking after seniors in the community. So I would be going house to house, bathing, getting people dressed, making them breakfast. And a lot of them had to go out for appointment shopping. So the whole day would be in and out of the car, and then doing all the stuff for the seniors, which was quite physical work. And I did that for um, about 10 years, and then I switched to life skills, which is looking after the mentally ill. And that is mentally, mentally stressful. But I did it, and then I got put into a facility, which was great because I was in one building, looking after the seniors again. And then in 1997, my feet started to hurt. And, you know, you just think your your feet are hurting because you're on your feet all day and you're working and you're tired and blah, blah, blah. But over a few months, they just, they got almost unbearable. So I went to the doctor. He sent me to a rheumatologist. And I have my notes here, guys. Um, okay. He diagnosed me with psoriatic arthritis, osteoarthritis, small tissue damage in my toes, and also I had worn all the padding off my metatarsal on the ball of the foot. So when I was walking, when I was on my feet, I felt like I was walking on rocks because I was walking on my bones. Wow. Wow. So and what what felt, kind what kind of pain was that? It was a burning. I felt like I was walking on burning rocks with mm. bare feet. Oh boy! I felt like my feet were enclosed in big cement blocks, which made my body heavy to move, and it was awful. It's terrible. And Donna, you said in the notes that you sent us that you would soak your feet in water and ice cubes to numb them. Oh, my God. (laughs) I actually did in a dish pan. I would put cold water and then a couple of trays of ice cubes and put my feet in there. 
until they were totally numb. And I did that about for about three months. And then I told my doctor, I said, I feel better because I'm soaking my feet. And he, he had a fit because I could have had frostbite in every toe. Oh, okay. But you don't think of that. You just get rid of this freaking pain. pain. Yeah. So what, what, what was their uh, solution for pain for you? The solution was no solution. Okay. <laughs> the did... solution actually was stop working. Okay. Did they have you on any kind of painkillers? I was on Vioxx, Bextra. In the 90s, those were the NSAIDs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Vioxx, Bextra, Gabapentin, Sulfasalazine, Methotrexate injections, antidepressants, Ativan, and Zopiclone for insomnia because I couldn't sleep, and prednisone off and on through the next five years because... They just got so bad that there were there were times when I had to crawl around the house. I couldn't be on my feet. Boy, so, you were I, you were a bit of an experiment for them, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I was a guinea pig. But you know, you'll try anything to get rid of the pain, but then yeah. the side effects with the stomach and a lot of the like biox and or, uh, biox and bextra affected my vision so everything was blurry so I, I couldn't take those mm-hmm. and prednisone is pretty pretty hard on the body but it's a miracle drug to get you kind of half alive again mm-hmm. so that was off and on with the prednisone so when you were on all this medication you continued to work i worked i worked i worked i was a single parent um i had to work Mm-hmm. So you kind of get to the point where you're like a zombie. You're just going through the motions and doing what you have to do. And my personality is I'm always happy. So with the seniors, no matter what kind of pain I was in, if I was bathing them, I found that if I sang to them, it would kind of forget the pain for an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. So kind of you kind of end up a zombie and you're doing what you have to do. Yeah, to, so, to get through, yeah. To get through. And then, um, fast forward to 2005, um, we got a, a union in our company. Mm-hmm. And that helped, but we didn't have an LTD plan, and that's what I planned to do because I knew I couldn't I couldn't work like this forever. Explain or to t- people what an LTD plan is. Oh, sorry, uh, long-term disability. Okay. Yeah. So the union, we got the union in 2005, and in 2006, we finally got an LTD plan in. So I was one of the first that went on LTD in this company, in home care, in Vernon. Now, when you fast-forwarded to 2005, 2006, your feet were still pretty much still terrible. Had they gotten worse? Um. Honestly, I can't tell if they got worse because they just they felt the same all the time. But I will tell you that when I got off my feet at the end of the day and went to bed, they were even worse because the blood would rush down to them to to start to heal them. Mm-hmm. So that I would get that throbbing and pounding, like unbelievable. And the burning, I mean, the burning was just 
I can't even tell you. It was terrible. Well, I, I could see where you said in 2006 that uh, your feet were way worse in the summer and that you had to wear runners oh. and heavy orthotics all the time. Exactly. All the time. All the time. I couldn't. I couldn't wear slippers. I couldn't go bare feet. I had to. At one point, I had um, custom-made shoes that were big and heavy, but really supportive. And then, I mean, orthotics were five hundred dollars, but I had to wear them all the time. Right? Then I'd get home, soak my feet, put them up, and then they'd throb and throb. But so, yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> Now, did your feet enlarge as a result of this inflammation? They didn't really enlarge, but I would have swelling in the summer because of the heat. They were always swollen. Mm -hmm. You know, in the fall and winter, I couldn't wait for winter to come because they cooled down maybe 30%. Now, take us through the the next phase that you went through, the... The water aerobics and also the uh, steroid injections. Okay, the water aerobics came later. Um, So I just kind of want to go through the years. Okay. Okay, so now we have a a union. We have an LTD plan. And I was the first one, and I'll tell you the stress of trying to get onto LTD was phenomenal because they don't want to pay you. You have to be half dead before they're going to pay you. So I had a lot of stress with that and then the waiting to see if if they would accept my claim. And finally, they accepted my claim at the end of 2006. And so after that, talked to my family and I planned to move to Calgary because I knew I wouldn't be working so why stay where my family is not, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted my family. So then in early, 2000, uh, sorry, 2007, I had to go for counseling because I got so depressed because my head wanted to work. I loved my clients, but my body said, no, you're done, right? And my doctor said that too. Because I woke up one morning, I can't remember what year, I think it was five or six or maybe early 07. I woke up and I was completely seized. I couldn't, I could hardly move any Mm. part of my body. So my sister came over and we phoned the doctor and she took me to see him and he said, you're done. You're not, you're not working anymore. So that was, yeah, that was 2007. And that's when they put you on uh, um, Arthrotech and Lyrica? No, well, that was a little later after I'd moved to Calgary, but I went for counseling. I got more depressed with the counseling because what she told me, I already knew that I was going to get better. All I had to do was rest, stay off my feet, blah, 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 and just realize that you can't work. So I only went for about five sessions, and then my family came to burn and packed me up and moved me to Calgary. So then, the next four years, I think all I did was sleep. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe how exhausted my body was. Because it, pain, pain is pain exhausting. is exhausting. Yeah, pain it's is exhausting. So exhausting. And you're also on all this medication, right? It's, well, I had to go off some of them because of all the other side effects. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I was with my family. They were really good to me. I stayed with my daughter and son-in-law. 
And I just kind of tried to regroup some health, you know, and try to get some energy and stuff. So my new doctor there put me on. Oh, I gained 40 pounds, by the way. <laughs> the prednisone? Uh, prednisone and just sitting around eating, mm-hmm. you know. That'll and do it. That's not good for the joints no. or the muscles, all that weight. So um, the new doctor put me on Arthrotech, and I had a big flare-up in my neck, and that was really bad osteoarthritis. I have that really bad, too. But he put me on Lyrica, and I'm telling you, in six days, I had no neck pain. So I am on Lyrica now, but I'm on the lowest dose which is working for me because if I go up a dose, then my vision gets crazy. I can't see. Everything is blurry. Mm. So, but I'm glad that 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 has worked for me because my neck was pretty bad. I had all the nerve pain down my arms and into my hands. So I started that in six days. I was pain-free in my neck and my arms. I couldn't believe it. So, Donna, take us through how you discovered cannabis and what that did for you. I will. Okay. I was on Facebook one day, and somebody sent me an invite to Phoenix Tears. And the, I had the, the advice page? It was um, just, my, <clears throat> just my page, <clears throat> my Facebook page, you know, where you can get invites to different websites. Right. So they sent it to the, so the invite was to the Phoenix Tears Cannabis Oil Advice page? It, it was actually to that, and all I had to do was click and then say I wanted to join, and then they would get back to me and say, you are now mm-hmm. a member. Mm-hmm. And I got so addicted to that site because the stories I read about cancer and cannabis and all the other, <clears throat> excuse me, diseases and and terrible things that are happening to people's bodies, cannabis was helping. Excuse me, it's very dry in Calgary. Um, So that's when I got a hold of you, Corey, and you may not remember, because that was, I believe, 2016. Um, I had put a question on about arthritis and insomnia, and... You got back to me via private message, and we chatted, and you set me up with a supplier, which I got a hold of, tried the product, and it absolutely drove me crazy because I didn't dose properly. Because you know some people, and I know that now, you take a little bit, you know, half a size grain of rice. Well, that's not going to do anything. So you take a little more, and then you realize seven and a half hours in bed, and you can't move, and you're you're hallucinating. I don't don't know anyone like that. That No, we don't do, Ian. (laughs) No, so you got to start low, build slow. So how did that work for you once you got on it? Once I got on it and learned how to dose tiny, tiny bits, and I only took it at bedtime Mm -hmm. because in three nights I didn't take my – um, sleeping pill. I took the cannabis. I had a hard time getting to sleep the first three nights. The fourth night, I slept like a baby. And I, I've been taking it ever since then, every night. So I totally get my sleep. I'm totally off my sleeping pills for since then, which is almost three years. 
now, which I'm really happy about. One of the questions we always uh, get asked by people through um, message or email is, how much did she take? What was she taking? And mm-hmm. uh, how often did she take it? So you've answered one question. You took it every night. Mm-hmm. You did it all orally? <clears throat> all orally. I did it via syringe. I would mix it. I was advised by the supplier to mix it 15 syringes of olive or coconut oil to one syringe of cannabis oil that I... Okay, so to do rectally? No. No? I would like to try that eventually. Mm. Um, I just put it... She told me exactly how much to use and to put it on a tiny little piece of bread and put it under my tongue and let and then take a tiny sip of water let it get wet and then swallow it and i'm telling you that helps so much mm. because i was getting the proper dosage now right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so i i do that every night the odd time i do take a little bit just to give you an example i took my dose about 10 o'clock at night and just before i went to rinse my syringe off I licked the syringe the top of the syringe good girl (laughs) and I was so stoned (laughs) (laughs) I woke up to go pee at three in the morning and I had to crawl to the bathroom so I knew yes you only need a tiny bit well look at it this way a year ago you or two years ago or whenever you first got on oil you wouldn't have been able to crawl to the bathroom well, that's why I say I was in bed seven and a half hours. I couldn't even I couldn't even get off the bed to go pee. Oh dear! So I actually could hold it. I have a really strong bladder. There you go. But, but you know what? If if I had to lay there any longer, I would have peed the bed, and I wouldn't even cared because <laughs> I don't want to be high anymore. I don't like the high. Yeah. It yeah. just and I'm really really sensitive to a lot of things. Like I've tried smoking. And I'll have two little tokes, and I'll be on the couch for two hours. I can't even lift mm-hmm. my arms. I, so I, You're just very I, sensitive to it. And Yeah, and I don't want it for, to feel happy in that because I am a happy person anyway. Mm. You know, I just want the pain to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so where are you now as far as, like, you know, I can see where you said you've got no inflammation. How, how many oh. of these dozen or so painkillers that you were on, how many of those are you on now? Of the anti-inflammatory, the Arthrotech, honestly, I take about one a month. I was taking two a day yeah. for years. Wow. For, about, for about, oh, about ten, nine years. And so, it really helped. But when I got rid of the inflammation because of the cannabis, I didn't need it anymore. But I always make sure I have some on hand. You never know. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. yeah. So Sorry. just think, Donna, you're taking two a day, every day. Mm-hmm. So that's 100 milligrams total. That's about 730 pills a year. Yeah. And now you take one a month, so you're down from 730 to 12. Yeah. Just and on that medication. Just on just that on medication, that exactly, yeah. And I am on Synthroid. I have an underactive thyroid. I don't think I'll ever go off that. But I'm on a really low dose of that, too. But the Arthrotech, I was going to tell you that when I take one a month, it's because in Calgary, we have really cold weather. Then we have a Chinook come in. 
and I find that's really hard on my body. Mm-hmm. The I flare up and get sinus trouble. And I have to tell you, I don't have any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't even have sinus trouble anymore. Yeah, for those people unfamiliar with Calgary's weather, sometimes it can be very, very cold. It can be, Donna, minus 20. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it can be uh, minus it 20 can, centigrade. Then it can get up to, you know, uh, minus, uh, p- pardon me, plus 15 or maybe yeah. th- 45, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Overnight. Yep. Overnight. Overnight, like yeah, like on Monday it'll be twenty five below, and on Tuesday the schnook, schnook comes in and it's eleven above. Yeah, and your body's like whoa. So I really hate that, but I, it doesn't affect me as much anymore. Excellent. I'm blaming I'm blaming it all on cannabis. <laughs> you do that. Yeah. Um, what about footwear? Are you clunking around in those orthotics? No, Corey, I am not. Good girl. Two and a half years ago, my cousin phoned me and she said, let's go buy a pair of Birkenstocks because I heard that they have um, really cute sandals now because they just have the same basic ones for years, right? Mm -hmm. So we go down there. They have a Birkenstock store here. And I said to her, I can't wear them, but, you know, I can't wear sandals, but I'll come with you. So I went with her. I walked around that store. I bet you we were in there three hours because I put them on and I did not want to take them off. My feet didn't hurt. Sorry, I'm hollering. I'm getting so excited because I'm so happy. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) They didn't hurt. They would feel like I was walking on rocks, a sunburn on my skin. I had no padding on the ball of the foot. My toes would cramp up too. Like I have none of that, none of that. So I spent $400 on really cute Birkenstock sandals. I got three pairs. Oh, wow. Good for you. And, you know, I have not worn a dress since all this started because you can't wear these big, clunky, ugly shoes with a nice, cute little dress. Mm -hmm. But now I can. So you're a bit of a fashion statement. I'm just, I'm the greatest. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even tell you how blessed I am to be so much better. So then I started, um, 2011, I started water aerobics, and my back started to flare up again. So to make this short, over three years, I had a dozen steroid shots in my back. Now, this is before you were taking cannabis. Uh, Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, I'm kind of backtracking here. Yeah, this was about five years before. So I started the water aerobics, and the doctors had always said to me, get in the water, get in the water. Well, I almost drowned when I was 12, and I said, I'm not getting in the water. I'm too scared. But anyway, my sister dragged me in there, and I went, and I bawled my head off the first day, and I went back the next day, the next day, the next day, and that was eight years ago. So. um, And you're still doing it? Oh, yes. I'll never stop. Actually, uh, you guys have interrupted my class today to do this. Oh. <laughs> well, that's Ian's fault. We apologize. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, so, anyway. Um, Donna, just, you know, because this is another question we always get asked. So are you on um, high THC or are you on a one-to-one ratio? Okay, I'm on 75% THC, 25 CBD. 
Okay. People thank have you. been telling people have been telling me now that I should be on more CBD for pain. But if I'm doing well with what I'm taking, why would I change? Exactly. And this is the thing, you know, people, we get so many people, what was she taking as Ian said, how much, when, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that's all great to know because that's what's working for Donna. But what's working for Donna may not work for Debbie. Exactly. You know? um, yeah. You've got to play around with it. Certainly, you know, hearing what people are taking and in what quantities is a great baseline. Yeah. All right. But... You've really got to just, the bottom line, you just need to start on cannabis, go from there. Well, that's it. And like I said, I'm really sensitive in a lot of things in my body. And other people, like my sister, she would probably have to take double of what I take of anything. Because she's not sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this... So you, this have, you have to learn your own, what's going to work for you personally. Yeah, this is a very critical point because we interviewed uh, a number of weeks ago a young fellow in Florida who had 64 tumors in his body. And he was 28 years old. Uh, The doctors told him to get his affairs in order. He got on cannabis and uh, he, he takes a gram a day, but he has never been high. On a gram a day. And when we interviewed him, uh, it was uh, 10 o'clock in the morning here. So it was 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Florida. And he said a couple of hours ago, he took a gram. And you would have never known it. Yeah, you never, you never would have oh, known it. So he's got a huge tolerance, you know. And on the other yeah. end of the scale, we have um, uh, a young man in uh, Australia. And we did an interview with the mom. And we plucked him off his deathbed. Uh, with Hodgkin's B-cell diffuse lymphoma, and he got nowhere near the revered gram a day Mm -hmm. that is recommended for people with cancer. So, again, everybody is different. And neither did you. You never got up to a gram a day. I never got up to a gram a day. Oh, you didn't, eh, Corey? Mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm-mm. At very most, if I'm being really generous, at very most, I got to two-thirds of a gram a day. And here here I am, right? Seven years later, still cancer-free. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's um, everybody's different. Everybody's body's yeah. different. So, if, if if you're doing the seventy five twenty five ratio, and this is what's working for you, stick with it. Why would you change well, it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. And people are, you know, well, you should do this. And I said, no, I know what I'm doing. I know it's working for me. I feel fantastic. Yeah. And like, how who- nice that you've got this quality of life, and you're able to enjoy your grandchildren. Oh. Well, and you know, they're 11 and 8, so I still had a few years in the beginning where I was suffering. But you know what? I played with those kids. I suffered, but I played with those kids. I wasn't going to let that go. I wanted them to know Grandma was a fun grandma, you know? Well, grandma's a real fun grandma. When they're older, you can tell them just how much fun. (laughs) Donna, when you started on cannabis uh, over the last three years, have you lost any of the weight that you gained prior to cannabis? Well, that's really interesting that you asked me that because just two years ago, somebody sent me another invite on Facebook, and it was at, for the keto, mm-hmm. um, the yeah. keto um, keto diet. Yeah. So I did a lot of investigating on that, and I have been on Atkins in my forties, and I thought, well, I'm going to try this. So I went on Lazy Keto. All I did was cut out. All added sugar mm-hmm. and starchy carbohydrates like rice and pasta and bread and all that. I just completely stopped them on October the 11th, 2017. And 
In five weeks, I lost 18 pounds, which now I'm quite thin because previously in 2011, I had gone on the low glycemic diet, which is kind of like a diabetic diet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I am hypoglycemic, but that's not why I went on it. I just read about it and thought, this sounds good. And I, I lost 40 pounds on that. So I kept the 40 pounds off. Started the cannabis and the low and the low carbon, no sugar, mm-hmm. and dropped eighteen pounds. And I had to go out and buy all new clothes. Yeah, there's there's people who do very well um, uh, losing weight with cannabis oil, and certainly um, cannabis oil in conjunction with a keto diet, uh, cancer patients do very well on. It's so interesting because, well, carbs are crap and sugar is deadly. We all know that. Mm-hmm. So you just still continue to take one dose a day at mm-hmm. night? That's it. Okay. And it's a tiny one. It's not even, I think it's on a syringe, it's like 0.2. So on, uh, on some days, do you ever want to get a buzz and take it during the day? I actually tried microdosing. Um. And then I just kind of forgot about it because mm. I took it and then I took it a smaller dose, of course, because that's micro, right? Uh, and I didn't feel anything. And then I'd carry on with my day and then the next day I'd forget to take it. So I, I don't know. Do you think I should? Well, if you want to get well, high and have fun, why not? He's just teasing I'm you. Teasing I mean, if you're, if you're getting the, the relief that you need with what you're doing, yeah. that's where you should stay in well, my humble opinion. Know, I don't really care about getting high and having fun because I'm going to have to go through a whole trial and error with that because I don't know what's going to work for me. Yeah, he's teasing. And I don't want to do yeah. that. I'm just, uh, I'm, we're, we're, I am We're all teasing. about the medical. He's just teasing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I feel fantastic. I just, I can't even. Uh, Donna, I want to ask you a question that I like to ask people because I want to ask you where you <clears throat> would be today. Oh. If you hadn't discovered cannabis. Oh, my God. Well, I know I was on antidepressants and had a lot of side effects from that, but I probably would be, I don't know, maybe in a psych ward, maybe underground. No, I wouldn't be that. I probably would be very heavy and sitting around doing nothing and having no quality of life. Yeah, it's given you a new lease on life. Except watching TV and eating bonbons. That would, that would be my life. <laughs> yeah. Donna, it's wonderful to talk to you. A great story. Uh, you'll be very inspirational for those people who are listening who have chronic pain and are looking for an alternative. And I think uh, I you certainly found it. hope so. I want to mention one more thing before we sign off. Mm. I do have um, macular degeneration. I have the dry kind. I've joined the the macular um, website dot org, so they send me all the new research and everything. Just got an email yesterday. The new research they're finding out that the low carb keto diet helps. Oh, great! Interesting, it, isn't it? So, and I know I've I've um, watched a couple of Dr. Barry's YouTube's. On macular, and he he actually believes that cannabis too would help. That's great. So you're on the right track. Get rid of sugar and and take yeah. cannabis. That's right. Good, <laughs> yeah. Right. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thank you, Donna. My pleasure. And we'd like to thank Ron Zar, our producer, who graciously donates his studio so we can bring these podcasts to you. And also shout out to Mark in Belgium, who posts our podcasts on YouTube so we get further exposure there. And in order to increase our listenership and our viewership, what we'd like you to do is to write a review on the social media platform that you listen to us on so uh, we move higher in the ranks. And I think, Corey, that about does it. And we thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back again next week for another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.